Systematic Saturday or you're not so systematic Saturday. We'll see how this goes. Stay with us. Not so systematic Saturday. Welcome, Andre. <laughs> it's good to be here, bro. Um, all right. So why is our systematic Saturday not so systematic? Well, because right? we're not really covering like a systematic textbook, are we? No, that's true. But we can systematically move through this topic. We can. Like we just robots. keep it systematic. Systematic. <clears throat> not From point A to point B, back to point A. Oh. Back to point B. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, yep. If premise one is true, ergo. <laughs> Um, binary solo zero 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 one zero 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 one 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 all right so what are we talking about we're gonna keep this punchy uh, keep the shot people it's a weekend we don't want to be messing okay. around with the weekend no Go. i don't yeah. want to be messing around okay so then well what are we talking about okay let's talk about um uh one corinthians one corinthians 10 all right uh, and you can just pick any topic, Mike, any topic. I'll tell you the topics from that arise out of 1 Corinthians 10. Okay. Here's topic number one. Mm-hmm. Um, can you lose your salvation? Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. There we go. You don't, you don't even want to hear the other ones. Okay, let me hear the other ones. Go. Okay. Here's the other ones. Is, um, uh, what does it mean to, to uh, feed on Christ? Oh, yeah. let's do that one. Okay, hang on, hang on. You haven't heard the others yet. All right. Yeah. The other one is uh, relationship of church and Israel. Oh. What does Paul mean when he says that Israel are our ancestors? And, Let's do that uh, one. Yeah. And also, there's another one. Um, what's the other one, Mike? I don't know. Corinthians okay. 10, 13. Dude, there's another one. There's there? definitely another one that arises oh. out of that passage. What is it? Sacraments? Oh, covenant theology. So, uh, okay. like, uh, in terms of our understanding of the Mosaic Covenant, because they were baptized into Moses, but they drank from the rock, and that rock was Christ. Ooh, I've got it. I mean, I mean, that's like a, I think um, that's systematic. That's like Kleinian. Is that a Meredith Monday thing? Uh, no, it could be. It could be. Yeah. True that. Eschatological intrusion going on right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave that one then for Meredith Monday. But uh, mm. all right. What do you want to do? Hmm. Well, I feel like we covered the can we lose salvation thing not that long ago. That's true. Well, let me give you my spiel on it um, okay. because it relates to the Hebrew, the Hebrews passages, and you know the being cut off thing. You know, which is is kind of related to this wheelhouse. Right? Okay. Right. Although, um, what does it say in 1 Corinthians 10? 1 Sorry. Corinthians, uh, well, basically the whole thing is to learn the lessons from Israel. Right. And it says they were baptized mm-hmm. under the cloud and under the sea into mm-hmm. Moses. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just as, you know, and they also drank from the rock and that rock was Christ. Mm-hmm. And yet... God was not pleased with them, and right. their bodies were scattered all yeah. over the wilderness. Totally. So even though they were baptized, like we are baptized, even though they were spiritually feeding on Christ, as we spiritually feed on Christ, 
nevertheless, God was not pleased with them and their bodies were scattered. So surely that implies, here's the, the argument, surely mm -hmm. that implies that someone who is both feeding on Christ spiritually now mm. and has been baptized can also fall away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that that's exactly what I was kind of thinking and why it's in the wheelhouse of you know it's it's they've tasted the heavenly gift so to speak to use the Hebrew yeah, language yeah, yeah yeah and um and so they're, they've fallen away and this usually gets used as the um as the argument for why we include covenant children you know um even though mm -hmm. uh, external, external covenant. yeah exactly so if you don't know what we're talking about there's you know in classic sort of reformed theology you have an internal and external covenant of grace um, and all throughout, uh, you have this inclusion of not only believers, but their children and, uh, they, they form the covenant family, so to speak. And, and, you know, uh, everyone, it's okay to presume that everyone is part of this covenant. Um, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll make it through to the end. Uh, typically the covenant of redemption is kept distinguished from the covenant of grace in that regard only those internally in this covenant of grace those who truly believe will be um you know all the all the calvinistic doctrine that we normally talk about in tulip uh, it applies to them you know not, mm -hmm. not necessarily mm -hmm. everyone in the covenant and so really the whole thing is just this um way to to keep it um open enough in the church and the new covenant to make it look just like it did in uh the abrahamic covenant all the way through the old um, mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, there, there are many places, obviously, it's a massive topic. And, um, and knowing the good old Reformed brothers, I mean, they've done their work in arguing the case, right? So mm -hmm. they've got some heavy hitters, they've made some excellent arguments. Um, and so it would be crazy to think we could cover it all now. But but basically, these are the kinds of texts they hit on. Um, yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I think one of the important things to point out is one of the best Presbyterian theologians um, when it comes to Puritan reformed awesomeness was John Owen. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, he didn't go. It's important to just see that these guys who shone neck and head and shoulders above, above uh, any of the exegetes of their day. And truly, that's not an overstatement. Um, you know, they didn't go along with that kind of exegesis. They, they, they would, um, they would speak of of um, those those warning texts in Hebrews uh, mm -hmm. in different mm -hmm. ways. And so, again, not trying to go in any le a level of detail now, just more to raise an awareness that there's a whole other interpretive uh, approach there, and uh, one that doesn't at all require you to have an external um, uh, breakable covenant. You know, rendering Jeremiah 31 essentially um, redundant because the whole point was that there wouldn't be a breakable covenant again. Anyway, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean that. And so that all to frame this discussion in that what what happened there. And I, I think the answer simply is the external, visible, local expression of the church. That's it. It's it's mm -hmm. you know, there, there's obviously. Hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me see if I can guess where you're going with this. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> The external, mm -hmm. visible, mm -hmm. local expression of mm -hmm. the church. Mm -hmm. That's what you said, right? That's what I okay. said. Okay, so let me let me see if I can guess this because okay. that's that's quite cryptic language. Like at the moment, nobody knows what you're talking about. Well, so I, I I think I think most people do. No, no at one. least ninety five. No, it's impossible. About ninety ninety five. No. Yeah, more or less. So what you're saying is that the passages were to be read to a local church. 
And that's yep. in any local church. Yep. You will have believers and yep. unbelievers. That's right. And, and not only that, but amongst those who profess to be believers, yeah. you'll have a mixture of those who truly believe and those who don't. That's right. And, you know, so you'll be people baptized, not baptized. Baptized will be true believers and some who have been falsely professing right. faith and been baptized anyway. Uh-huh. You have members who aren't Christians, members who are Christians, you uh-huh. know, so on. The whole shebang. It's a really mixed scenario. Now that's, right? and immediately someone would say, well, what's different, you know, about that scenario to what Presbyterians have described in an external covenant of grace? And the difference is this no one's made it a legitimate category. You know? Yeah, exactly. And You're it, not formalizing it. No, we're just not Gnostic. We live in bodies and we don't know people's hearts. You know, uh, we don't, yeah. the spirits are not naked before us, so we're able to tell if they're regenerate or not. You know, uh, at the yeah. end of the day, um, this is a reality. Yeah, so rather than go uh, external covenant, internal covenant, you mm-hmm. say, no, no, there's this covenant. Yeah. And if you're in it, you are saved. Yeah. And you are in it if you profess faith. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there is such thing is false faith so yes. you are going to have false professions totally. and, and that's a you know it doesn't it, mean that you have to baptize people yeah. or it doesn't mean that you have to um it creates some separate covenantal category for them yeah. it's just that they are false believers right and like, like john says you know they've left us to yeah. show that they weren't part of us that's the whole point there one time yeah it's just really really so, simple coming back to the warning passages though, <laughs> yes, you yes, are yes. saying that the purpose of these passages is to be read out um, and to be heard as a warning by mm-hmm. the whole church. Totally. And the warning would serve a dual purpose. It mm-hmm. would serve to uh, harden those who are going to reject the faith anyway. Yeah. And it's going to be the means by which God keeps his elect going until the end. Totally. And that it who- might present a legitimate warning to those who are, let's say, backsliding in faith or... Uh, yeah. whatever the, the issue might be, uh, in sin, you know, it would be, as you said, the means through which God would, would help his people to ter- return to him and persevere to the end. Absolutely. Because it's so absolutely, there, was someone every, in- there is a real warning in, you know, in that the process of perseverance yeah. and salvation is not mechanical as in like, Hey, no. you have this point in time that you can refer back to, to know that you are now going to be in heaven, you know, like the classic evangelical mm-hmm. vibe, uh, rather it's, your justification, your abiding in Christ, your, um, um, <clears throat> you know, which you're saved by faith that, that is alone, but at least a faith alone, but not a faith that is alone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's always how it's going to work. Um, it never, you never have the option of having assurance without faith that produces works. You know, it's just not a mm-hmm. not a not a legitimate category again um, to to consider, and so. Um, Th- that f- because of that reality, warnings are necessary, and um, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, yeah, and and a lot of people get unnerved because they think, oh well, have I produced enough works to actually have any assurance that my faith is real mm-hmm. and is produ- producing enough works? But really, it's not a production of perfect obedience. It's just that there's this tension now in your life. Yeah. You des- there's a, a desire to obey, a desire to do what is right, a desire to repent. And there's also the mixed, you know, you still have the sinful nature, yeah. and which is a desire to rebel. And those two things are at war with each other. And so th- that experience isn't of itself a work of saving faith. No. So 
Yeah, I was what? just going to say, um, you know, as well, just the issue is less to do with salvation and more to do with assurance of salvation. And that's helpful to separate. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, theologically, it's you're saved at a certain point. You know, there's no doubt yeah. about that justification by faith. You know, you're declared righteous, you know, the whole shebang. Um, mm-hmm. But but the point here is to go, you know, I mean, because a green light doesn't go on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Letting you know now justification has happened. Uh, but the Bible does give you ways to come to a, a, an assurance that this has happened. Uh, a reassurance. A, a reassurance, totally. And, um, and you know, there, there are many different ways you could approach it. But I mean, you know, even what I liked, I think R.C. Sproul nailed it when he said, you know, when you think faith that produces fruit, don't think helping someone across the road, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever at X, Y, Z. Ask the question, do you love Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone, that's a yes or no answer for someone who's been yeah, justified yeah. by faith. And yet mm-hmm. the reality is you can't love Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as someone who is, um, you know, um, unregenerate. So, so the, the bottom line is that that fruit is clearly testifying, um, you know, and, and as Piper once said, I think uh, I think it was from Piper. He said, you know, the the, the spirit bearing witness. Uh, it's not a whisper, you know, saying, "Hey, by the way, you're justified." Um, just listen inwardly for this voice. It's it's your ability to see the glory of Christ. That that is the spirit's illumining mm. task. If you if you see that Christ is, if you perceive that Christ is glorious, and the Savior, mm-hmm. uh, and you believe that that is true then this is the Spirit's testimony, you know, declaring that indeed you have been justified. So, but that, that too is, is something that flows out of um, yeah. you know, the work of regeneration. Yeah. So you don't need to get hung up on, no. like, am I doing well enough? Am I doing good enough? Am I obeying enough? Or, you know, is it evident enough to everybody else that I'm, you know, it, no. it, 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 you don't have to get hung up on all that and, and start to worry and be concerned mm-hmm. and well whatever yeah. it is just more about that like you say it's about seeing christ loving christ and the desire to to live a life that pleases him yeah. and if that if that is all there even in small measure if it's there mm. and you can say yes to it then mm. like you say yeah um so but like it's like you said if i'm sitting in the in the church and i'm slipping mm-hmm. and i've you know i don't know got a porn addiction going on mm-hmm and I've been sort of indulging in it week in and week out, and I hear a sermon mm-hmm. uh, saying, you know, be careful not to be like the Israelites who mm. stumbled over their sexual immorality mm. and they ended up being dead in the in the wilderness. Yeah, you know, they faced God's judgment because even though they were baptized, even though they took communion, mm. they weren't repenting of sin mm. and they fell on the hurdle of sexual immorality. Yeah, and <clears throat> and I hear that and I'm like, oh man. This has struck me right between the eyes. Mm. I really need to sort this out. I don't want to be one of those guys who fall. And you repent and right. you go seek help and whatever. That is that is the warning passage mm. doing its job. Totally. And no one gets to hear that warning passage, no matter how Christian he is, you know, and say, well, I, I'm, this, I'm immune. You know, I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. It's totally cool. You know, I'm totally sorted just because of the doctrine of perseverance because that's just not how it works. It's bottom line, you know, no. And the apostles weren't thinking about perseverance in that way uh and nope. and so that's you know something's on that's when something's really gone wrong um and and so you know to to listen to 
to that, you know, strike you at that point of sin, so to speak. I mean, if you're, in, I mean, the real worry there would be to go, oh, don't worry, those warning passages are hypothetical, or <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, that way, that's if you don't anything, need to worry. Yeah, yeah, that's showing that there is no fruit, you know. So the warning passages are precisely there to, to you know, show you really the the, the that that the those who are drinking from the rock, those who are uh, in truth uh, sojourning in faith will, will, will always respond to the word of God. It's like the most frightening warning in the world that uh, you're not responding, you know, or you, you don't care about sin. That's, that's the terrifying reality there. So you can imagine mm-hmm. someone who's feeling numb to their sin going, oh, well, you know, I really don't have to worry about these warning passages, you know, uh, because of some theological so we're not arguing for that and we, no. No, one, no one no one should ever have a theological construct that allows them to go there i think sometimes saying it like one saved always saved is yeah. not always very helpful yeah it's just that theology versus assurance you know theologically it's true it can't yeah. but be true but we don't have it from god's perspective all the time is is basically the existential reality for it's us. that but it's also it doesn't describe the experience of the christian life yeah. So like one save all, all, all always saved isn't if you say the perseverance of the saints mm. that tells you something about yeah what the nature of the Christian life is like like mm. you have to persevere right and you will persevere right. but it's going to be something that you have to persevere yeah. you know like it, it, it gets to the nature of it one yes. save always saved almost seems like you've just bought a ticket totally the mechanical like, thing that I was talking about yeah earlier. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's dangerous. You have to stay away from it, especially when it's embedded in a dispensational system, I think, because that's when you get the, the carnal Christianity vibe that had come, mm-hmm. you know, and, but how can you help it? Because you've passed the test, you know, you must get yeah. the reward. That's the thing. You, um, As soon as you're processing uh, it along those lines, if, yeah, you've just got a different doctrine to what's being spoken of there in terms of perseverance. Um, but yeah, coming back to, so I, I think the reason I'm sort of hopping on about this is basically the big objection to hearing those passages um, as true warnings, if it's also true that perseverance is true, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is, is often where people struggle. But I think that, you know, is a result of misunderstanding the nature of perseverance, as you said, it's mm-hmm. almost like turning it into a one saved or always saved thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah 100%. Totally. And you realize that God, you know, uses ordinary human means to do what we need doing. We need warnings to encourage, you know, to keep us on straight and narrow. Sure. And that's what God is doing there. Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't negate. And it also, it is very important to recognize that it is going to, you know, the Christian, we are going to see people who profess faith and who seem like very genuine Christians fall away. Mm-hmm. That is a real thing, mm-hmm. you know? So someone once like questioned me and said, I, cause I used the term falling away in the sermon. Mm. And I said, well, should you even be saying that? Cause you can't fall away. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, like you say, theologically you can't, yeah. but it, you know, we don't, we don't see it from God's perspective. Mm. We see it from a human perspective and from a human perspective, people definitely do fall away totally. as in, in the sense that they go from professing faith to denying faith. Yeah. And the question there becomes, did they actually taste the heavenly gift? If you're looking at, at, um, yeah. Hebrews or, it, well, it says that they, they did, but in what sense did they becomes the question? Mm-hmm. Um, or in what sense did they actually drink, you know, from the rock? Um, mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, I, I think the, that same theology that is present that, you know, from that theological God perspective side is, is going to answer, they didn't drink from the fountain of life in the gospel. They just didn't, you know, because to drink from the gospel, as in yeah. believe and be justified and saved, uh, means that they will never fall away. You know, no, that, that's yeah, what it means. Yeah. And and same thing with uh, Taste of the Heavenly Gift thing, although there's a whole other bit of complexity I'm not going to get into now. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, 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 the speech that's used there is not trying to topple their theology. It's, it's mm-hmm. just saying that corporately, externally, visibly, they profess to drink from the same rock that everyone else was truly drinking from. Um, and that's yeah. all that's happening. Yeah. yeah, much in the same way that the Corinthians were getting drunk at the Lord's Supper, yeah. you know, and uh, taking all the food and whatever, not leaving any for their brothers and mm-hmm. and some of them had fallen asleep and <clears throat> whatever's going on there. It's very clear that not all of the Corinthians were feeding on Christ when they were taking the Lord's Supper, right. you know, um, in the same way, not all of the Israelites were feeding on Christ when they were drinking the water. So Perfect. they drank the yeah. water, yeah. but they weren't drinking the water. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And then also just as a national, you have the national typological idea, mm-hmm. external idea that the author's uh, appealing to, you know? Yeah. So basically uh, Paul's saying, look, you know, look at the picture that was made there of the, the spiritual realities, you know? Yeah. It's not to say that every, everything about the picture is exactly true of the spiritual inner dynamic there. Um, yeah. But corporately, look how many of them fell away. Um, and so, you know. This yeah, and I think about. actually it's really interesting that he says, that they were baptized into Moses. Yeah, true. Because he could have said Mm. they were baptized into Christ Mm. and they drank from the rock that was Christ Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's clearly wanting to say that, look, they were sustained by Christ spiritually. Yeah. Um, And so he therefore could have said, look, they were, they were Christ's people, Mm. but he makes the distinction. He's careful to say they were baptized into Moses. Um, which means that he is pointing out there is a covenantal difference there. Yeah. Amen. So like you say, you could bridge into covenant theology quite easily, yeah? Feel it happening. Oh, Feel the slide. Yeah. Feel the momentum. So we gotta we gotta stop it's it. Natural. Let's cut it Let's off. Let's go with it. All right. Saturday. That it. was a long one. We were meant to keep it short and punchy. Sorry. Oh man. Sorry, they, man. They knew what they were signing up for. That's it. All right. So hey, um, <laughs> have a great um have a great day today, but Remember that the day that is really important for you to have, that is truly great, is my birthday. No, <laughs> no, your birthday. Okay, let me try another segue. PhD day. No, wait, whoa, 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 pull back. This is the day that the Lord has made. Wait, 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 wait. That wait. one. Uh, we are talking today about drinking from the rock that is Christ, but tomorrow we will. Dude, what day is it there? It's Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Right. <laughs> do you even Christian? Oh, You're wrecking man. our impeccable uh, sorry, Saturday. I was just so confused because, you know, Saturday. it's not actually Saturday. But anyway, yeah, it's Saturday. Yes, go to church. Okay, well, that was church a day. Lord's Day. We meant to do a smooth segue onto go to church. Yeah, it wasn't smooth. Oh, my Sorry. Goodness. Anyway, so go to church, whatever, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but hey, just be part of the external, local, visible gathering tomorrow and uh, drink from the rock that is Christ. Um, and hear and, those warnings, people. 
and yet those warnings and be warned and be uh be uh brought nearer to christ and and uh, respond and so hopefully this helps you even as you hear the sermon uh, don't just shrink back in your smug calvinism uh thinking that you're 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 all good to go uh you know come before god in fear and trembling and uh and run to the cross and uh, cross and hide there um uh treasure the sacrament um preach amen thanks bro appreciate it no worries See you.